sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Open State is going to the finals for the sixth time in the last eight years. Big night for Clay Thompson with 32. A double-double for Looney. This crowd is back. They're on their feet, and their Warriors are going to the NBA Finals again. Arnell Nurse brings it across. Diagonally in. Hannafin away from McDavid. Dreisaitl is there. Dreisaitl to McDavid. McDavid shoots. Score! You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Friday, May 27th. Here is truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Warriors finish off the Mavs. Edmonton douses the Flames. Story does it again. Mr. Twinkie gets a chance to do it for the first time. Jerks and weirdos come in all colors. Uh, there's the... Uh, there's Therein lies the problem with our baseball system and worthy sounds off. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks. TNT ESPN there with the calls as Dallas and uh, Golden State, uh, it is over as the Warriors win only by 10. Not indicative of how that was really a blowout second half. And then Edmonton and Calgary going overtime with Connor McGated uh, getting the series winner as the Oilers win it to four games to one. And they win last night five to four. Starting the uh, the NBA, yep, another blowout, another great game, another another reason why on the East Coast you want to stay up until 11:30 at night to watch a basketball game. 120-110 was your final. Again, not indicative of how much that was a blowout. Uh, you know, basically Golden State was leading by 15 to 20 plus points in the second half. So I mean, if you stayed up, you're just a gambler and you, and you got maybe some of these props or something along those lines, or you're a Golden State Warrior fan or a Mavericks fan. But otherwise, you're you're gone, and that that's why the ratings for these postseason suck we've now had officially more double digit games than single digit games 83 playoff games 42 now have been decided by 10 points or more 22 by 20 points or more 42 over half wow that's amazing Golden State uh, gets to the NBA Finals six times in eight years. Not surprised. I could sit here and tell you, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. But we kind of did that last week when uh, Golden State jumped out to a 2 nothing series lead. So I won't repeat myself. However, I will say, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. I told you. All oh, those bird brains out there talking about how the Mavericks had a chance before this season began. I, you know, I speculate. I say, are you watching these games? Are you just picking up a, a newspaper? And I'll date my 
myself or are you just logging on to an internet site and reading a story about how great Luke is? Is that what's making you think that Dallas has a shot against the, the six or seven man deep Golden State Warriors? They had no shot whatsoever. It was as clear as day. They basically lost this series, you know, in game number two when they pissed away the double digit fourth quarter lead. But even so, this is one of those series where you can pick out little nuances, but overall, they didn't have a shot. They're just not on the same page as Golden State. Not a knock on them, per se. Just, you know, they're not in the same category. Golden State, like I said, goes 6-7 deep. Dallas goes maybe, maybe too deep if you want to include Brunson. I'm more amazed, we talked about it, I'm more amazed that Golden State was in the Western Conference Finals than it was Golden State beating them at five. I mean, look at that team. Who do you, Who would you want on that team in your starting lineup outside of Luka. Nobody. Nobody. One guy. I take Brunson coming off the bench. That's it. I wouldn't want any of those other guys even coming off the bench. You know, Dinwiddie played halfway decent last night, but he's been a ghost. He He's disappeared for the most part. All the other starters, you know, Powell and Finney Smith, they all suck. I mean, how the heck are they in the Western Conference Finals? And people talking about how they had a shot and they were going to extend the series and they were going to win this thing in maybe six or seven. Are you kidding me? And look, you know what? They just ran out of gas, I suppose. He played lousy again last night. Didn't even get 30 points. Very surprised. Very, very surprised. I don't think it's anything necessarily that Golden State did against him that limited his scoring. But I told you this right after that Phoenix series. When he was in this press conference <clears throat> talking about great it was to win and advance on I, I i said it at the time i said this guy is uh, the technical term is he's pooped he, he's he's shot you can see it he was so happy and so thrilled and so excited that they won not that they were advancing that they won and there is a difference and he was just thrilled about how they beat the Phoenix Suns, and rightfully so. But you got to temper that enthusiasm. You have not only one, but you have two more series to go in order to win a championship. He was shot. They got to get another player. Dinwiddie's not that guy, at least not in the postseason. They really need to get two more guys or have some of these others, you know, step up and develop and become better players. But not surprised at all. Not surprised. The only thing that surprises me is that the line went down to six and a half with the whole world saying Golden State was going to win and cover. That, you know, made me like, eh, you know, I don't like going against the public when, uh, or I don't like being with the public, when, especially when the line goes the other way. But uh, for the most part, it was a no-brainer, 120-110. Warriors win in advance. All right, just getting underway. A lot to get on this Friday. Opposite pick, Sports Grid Radio, Series 6 at 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Over to Nugent Hopkins. Shoots seven and a half. in. Score! Harmon does it again. What a series. He's hot. Boudreaux behind the net. Moves out in front. Shoots. And scores! The response by Johnny Hockey. On their bench. And agreed with you, Bush. They did not challenge. Another shot. Stop. Across the line. Dreisaitl will hold. Toe drags to the goal line. Pivots in the corner. Back 
back up high. Keith make the shot back to Dreisaitl. Straight away Bouchard. He drives one. Score! Bouchard ties it! You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 4-4-8-4-3-6-8-7-9. ESPN there with the call. Bobby Schuson doing a fine job as uh, the two teams combined for four goals in one minute and 11 seconds. 71 seconds. How crazy is that? And then they didn't score the entire third period. Go figure. They can get the four goals in basically a minute, and then they go 20 minutes without scoring, and then uh, Edmonton ends up winning it in overtime, as we heard with the McDavid goal. But what a wild series. You know, for a series, it's too bad it ended in five because these two teams, you know, especially Calgary, was known for defense. They gave up like the third fewest goals, third fewest shots on goal, fewest five on five goals in the NHL. I mean, we expected this one to be, you know, three to one, four to two, maybe, you know, but not not like it was. And it's like you said, it's too bad the series ended in five because it's funny just watching this stuff. You don't even have to have a dog in the fight. These goaltenders were so bad. I mean, the losing team in this one, Calgary, walking away. It's just got to be saying to ourselves, how the hell did we lose to Mike Smith? I mean, you just talk about a sieve in net. And yet their goaltender, who had all the praise uh, coming in, Backstrom, he was just as bad, if not worse. Well, he was worse. He gave up more goals. I mean, just awful, awful goals. You and I, I tell you, I've seen some of the worst goaltending, whether it was Shesterkin in the first round against Pittsburgh. Now he's turned it around against Carolina, but... In the first round against Pittsburgh, or these two stiffs, or uh, what's his face over there with the, the Panthers, Bobrovsky, who never won a big game in his life. I mean, just brutal goaltending uh, this postseason in the NHL. So Calgary wins. They advance on, or excuse me, Edmonton wins. So they advance on to the Western Conference Finals. So they're able to do what Toronto has not done, and that's get the, get the job done. Uh, now it's up to Kyle. Tonight, they play at St. Louis. Avs a solid 175 favorite. They lead the series 3-2. Big game for us because we're laying a game and a half on Colorado. We can't have them go to a game seven. I'm shocked they didn't win game five, but it is what it is. Uh, They won games three and four in St. Louis, so I'm pretty confident uh, but I do have money on them, so I can't be that confident. But if, if I didn't, I'd really be confident that Colorado finds a way to win tonight. I, and I think they do. And I think they do it in regulation. I would drop that 175 down to uh, pick them, which is what you can get on Colorado if they win a regulation. You lose if they win in overtime, but that, that, that's okay. I'm not expecting that game to go to overtime. Mentioned the Rangers. They did lose. I tell you, it's remarkable. It's getting goofy now. The home team in Carolina playoff games this year now 12-0 with Carolina being 7-0. So they play tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden in New York. You'd have to be a bird brain of all bird brains to bet on Carolina, right? I mean, you get the Rangers that basically pick them right now. I mean, Carolina's 0-5 on the road. The Rangers need to win this, obviously, to stay alive. Fully expected to be a game seven. Um, you know, you could play a hunch, I suppose, but uh, it has been really weird. 12-0 for Carolina. Carolina had the best, uh, they tied with the best road record in the National Hockey League this year. In a regulation, obviously, in, in regular season. 
but they haven't been able to get it done in the postseason. So, and another under last night, Carolina Rangers. As I say, you know, a lot of times, don't don't make this stuff harder than it has to be. You know, you could sit there and you can analyze and you look, play hunches and you go against the grain. You can try and read lines and all this other mumbo jumbo stuff. A lot of times, you just got to take a step back and just say, Rangers, Carolina. 5-0 and or 4-0 and under, right? First four games, yeah. Anybody coming close to being over? No. All right, well, just bet the under again. Well, don't you think they're due? No. Don't you think someone's going to break out? No. Don't you think someone's going to get, like, maybe a couple of empty net goals? No. No, don't don't fight it. Just just keep bad the unders. That line jumped from five to five and a half. You had to lay a little juice on the five and a half, but I was like, okay, I'll take that. And I would have bet the under five to tell you the truth. Now it's hard. You're three, two, four, one, pretty easily you got. But you know what? You would have won anyway, getting odds on the five uh, versus that. They weren't going to get six goals. These these teams could play it from here to tomorrow and not get six goals in a game. What are you kidding me? Now elimination games. I must say. I do like playing overs. So this is going to be a true test to my system. You know, which one do I do? Keep it simple, stupid, or uh, bet the over in elimination game systems outside of game seven? I don't know. We'll figure that out tomorrow. But Carolina wins three to one. Rangers had 17 shots on goal. They had 10 shots on goal through the first two periods. 10. That's embarrassing. That 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 is one shot on goal every one minute? No, that's acceptable. Two minutes? No, you can live with that. Three minutes? No. One every four minutes. 40 minutes of hockey, they get, on average, one shot on goal. You're touching the puck in 40 minutes equated to a football game. That's probably um, eight possessions, I would say. Uh, you know, generally each possession about 30 seconds and probably even less than that, but we'll go conservative. Uh, that's 10, eight to 10 possessions of you touching the puck anyway, and not, uh, and only getting one shot on goal. Amazing. Never going to win that way. Obviously never going to win. So Carolina wins three to one. They uh, take a three, two series lead. Edmonton wins uh, as uh, McDavid comes through. Uh, he's, you know, finally, finally, after six failed playoff uh, runs, he's uh, finally went up to the hype. So they could, you know, the NHL, much like the NBA, which we'll get to here in a second again, uh, you know, the NHL could live with the Colorado Edmonton Western Conference final, and they could live with the Tampa Bay Rangers. You know, I, they, I think they prefer the Rangers uh, more so than Carolina, but when everything is said and done, now you don't have Ovechkin, you don't have Crosby, you know, you don't have some of the bigger names, but uh, overall that final four they could live with. Same thing in the NBA. You know, Golden State and Boston would be a hell of a series. And we talked about this yesterday. Golden State was probably the number one team coming out of the West that they wanted to hype. Now, could they have lived with Luka? Yeah. Could they have lived with John Morant? Yeah. You know, new guys on the block. But ultimately, NBA, they like the new guys on the block to, uh, you know, gain their stripes, if you will, in the regular season. Maybe maybe the, the, the NBA All-Star game. But when it comes to NBA Finals and when everything is said and done and you have a lot of casual fans, uh, casual fans aren't rooting for uh, or looking to look, watch uh, John Morant or even Luka. Uh, but they will go out of the way to watch Golden State. So Golden State-Boston Final would be huge. Celtics, eight-and-a-half-point favorites tonight versus Miami. They lead the series 3-2, minus 440 on the money line. Wow, that's a big number. 
That is a huge number. Um, you know, you could still get the Heat at 30 plus to one to win the NBA championship. I mean, they're not down three games to none. You know, they are only down 3-2. They do have a game seven, if possible, back on home court. They have won in Boston already this series. You know, it's it's not the craziest notion in the world to think that Miami could still win this series. And now all of a sudden you're holding on to a 30-1 to NBA Finals ticket. Now they're going to be big dogs, even if they do rally and beat the Celtics against the Warriors, but not 30-1. to I'll tell you that. Not, not the word. Now, do I think they're going to win tonight? No. Do I think even if they do, they win on uh, Saturday uh, or Sunday, I guess it would be? No, but you want to give me a 30 to 1 ticket that I can hedge pretty easily after two more Miami wins? Not the craziest ticket to be holding on to. I will tell you that. Quick break, phone calls. Uh, how about Rip and Eric Bieniemy and our boy Trevor Story did it again last night. Hottest player in baseball. That's next. Opposite pick, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And I think because of the rush of guys not going to college. I mean, Kareem had four years with John Wood. Michael Jordan and I had three years with Dean Smith. You know, Isaiah had some years with Bobby Knight. So you learn the fundamentals. Not only that, you learn how to live. You learn how to balance your freaking checkbook in college. You know, there's a lot of things. So when you don't when you don't get that, guys are coming to the NBA. They're not fundamentally sound. You know, so all they do is practice threes, lift weight, get tattoos, and tweet and go on social media. That the one two and bullet up the middle and a win it. Miguel Cabrera drives home the game winner and the Tigers walk it off. Right guy at the plate, right here, four seam fastball, belt high. Miggy's seen plenty of those in his career. Lines that thing, bullet, missile right up the middle. I don't care where the infield or outfield was playing, nobody was going to catch that one. <laughs> Miggy just starts strutting off. Look at the excitement from that bench. They know nobody's going to catch that. And I just love this strut coming off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 844-843-6879, our toll-free telephone number. James Worthy, former Laker, great uh, on uh, the uh, the current NBA player on WXYT in Detroit. And then uh, speaking of Detroit, uh, Detroit Tiger, uh, Miguel Cabrera with a walk-off RBI single, Bally Sports Midwest with a call on uh, that one as the old man continues to get it done. Every once in a while, he'll come up with a, with a big-time hit uh, between him. They ought to have a pool on FanDuel or BetMGM, you know, best head-to-head, Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, right? I mean, they, they really should do something like that. I would throw, uh, you know, Justin Verlander in there at 39, but the guy's 6-1 and one with an ERA of 1.22. He's pitching tonight for the Astros, so um, you know, uh, he, he may be that old, but he's not uh, pitching like he's 39, I'll tell you that. So, and then the baseball stuff. 
Uh, but first of all, let me just say this about Worthy. I, I do think it's kind of funny, you know, uh, just just rip it. You know, if, if the casual fan were to have said those things, you know, they probably would have been labeled racist and this and that and, and whatever, the, you know, but with Worthy, it's okay. Even Durant said, yeah, you're probably right. You know, my my mid-range jumper is not bad, but, uh, you know, you're, you're all right. It is true. These guys, they, they couldn't spell fundamentals, let alone play them on the basketball court. I mean, just to watch some of these games in the postseason, these are the best teams and players in the world in the postseason, and they're god-awful. But the baseball, uh, that's... See, herein lies our problem with our baseball system. And it is a good one. And I'm going to continue it. But the premise is based on these teams losing. The reality is they don't lose all the time. So you have to figure out, is it worth betting them to lose by two every single game, knowing that they're going to lose by one sometime and they're going to win outright sometime. Case in point, yesterday we started a new baseball system because uh, the uh, betting the underdogs, there weren't really that many underdogs and the lousy teams are just lousy. We gave up on that. Worked great last year, but it wasn't working well this year. So we took the bottom feeders, Washington, Cincinnati, Detroit, Kansas City, Oakland, Baltimore, Seattle, eight worst teams in baseball, seven worst. And I looked that record up, uh, how many losses they had and how many by two runs or more. And for the most part, they were losing all these games by two runs. I'll spare you all the details, but, you know, Washington, 30 losses, 26 by two runs. Cincinnati, 30 losses, 24. Detroit, 28 losses, 23 by two runs or more. So we said, just we'll just bet against them all the time. But instead of laying monster odds, we're just going to bet them, uh, you know, with the opposing team laying a run and a half since they're losing uh, by uh, two runs or more. And we can be getting odds in a lot of these situations. Well, yesterday, Washington, win. Cincinnati, win. Detroit, win. Kansas City, <laughs> win. All these dopey teams are not only not losing by two runs, they're winning outright. And same thing happened on Wednesday. Five out of these seven teams that played all won their games outright. So you have to compensate for them losing by one run every once in a while and winning the game outright. Now, them winning the game outright does help us because we don't lose as much, but we still ultimately lose. So we'll use the week. I still think it's a good strategy. I'm going to go right back to these teams uh, against these teams today. We'll do it over the weekend and we'll just see how it works out. You know, we'll play Colorado again, laying a run and a half against Washington plus 170. Uh, Minnesota is plus 106, laying a run and a half against Kansas City. Somehow the Royals won yesterday. Twinkies had bases low to bottom of the eighth and they couldn't score. Unbelievable. Bottom of the eighth and couldn't score. Uh, Cleveland's plus 115 at Detroit, uh, you know, minus a run and a half. Red Sox plus 110, minus a run and a half against Baltimore. And San Francisco is minus 120, uh, minus a run and a half at Cincinnati. So uh, we took the worst teams and we're going to bet them again. And we'll, like I said, we'll see how it goes for a little while. I think ultimately we'll still win, but we may have to pick and choose instead of just saying we're going to bet against them all uh, of the time. But um, yeah, that, that lies uh, the issue with our problem here. All right, 844-843-6879. We got our pyramid plays. We got some open parlays. Uh, we got some bashing Eric Bieniemy and Mark Jackson I want to get to, which I think both are pretty funny. Uh, but first up, uh, TK down in Florida joins us on this fabulous Friday. What's going on, TK? How are you this morning? 
Scotty, how are you, brother? Hey, what would have uh, what would a hundred dollar five team money line parlay would have paid out on those dogs outright winning last night? Good God! Yeah. Yeah, we try and do that with our lightning strikes. Yeah, yeah, we try and do that with our lightning strikes, and we didn't have one last night. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that would have been a monster. Washington winning outright, Kansas City, you know, all those teams. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 but that's our goal when we do our lightning strikes parlay. So fitting that you didn't do one yesterday, yet the one that would probably have paid off the most yeah. comes in, just the black cloud strikes yeah. once again. <laughs> Scotty, our favorite whipping boy has been cleared to play. Have you seen this? Our favorite whipping boy, my yes. starting power forward on the all-husky team. Mr. Twinkie. Yes. Yes. Mr. Twinkie. Good old Zion Mr. Williamson. Mr. Twinkie, Mr. Coral Reef, Mr. Zion Williamson, baby. You know what they better off? You know what they need to start day one with him? They need to hide all the forks and knives, stitch up his mouth, and say, Zion, get in the gym and stay there. That should be the regimen for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and close down the local Twinkie versus joint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah, put like a little ankle bracelet on him to figure out where he's been walking to. Uh, Scotty, tonight's uh, tonight's game. What what is the best betting angle, man? Two oh one is the over. I mean, they're just begging you to take the over on that. Uh, uh, minus eight and a half. I mean, these games haven't been within ten all series. Is it Jimmy Butler's over under total? Is it Jason Tatum's over under total? I have no. I have no feeling on what the best play is on this game tonight. This game has the potential, Scotty, of taking the NBA back 50 years. I mean, I could see a scenario where it's 102-74 Celtics. I mean, what do you think? I'll hang up and listen, brother. All right, man, I appreciate it, TK. Yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit last night at in-game live. You know where I would go? I really, I, I would start, and it's hard because, you know, like most people, I, I like betting overs rather than unders, right? But it's just, uh, you just can't do it. I mean, it's it's unbelievable the numbers in the Eastern Conference are 32-10 and 10 under uh, this postseason. It's just crazy. I would, you know, if you're saying, and I know FanDuel offers it, adjusted totals. Now, it's already low, and we we're probably hopping on this uh, bandwagon a little late here. But instead of going under to a one and a half, I would go under like 194 and a half, uh, 190 and a half, somewhere along those lines. You're going to get odds in your favor. It's two to one. If you go under 191 and a half, it's plus 225. Under 190 and a half, one point less, it's, it's 255. So I would plant my fork there, hope for a low scoring first quarter. And then that over-under will go down to the under 190 and a half. Then you can bet over, and now you got basically a free ticket on under 190 and a half. Uh, and I, I think the chances are this will be a lower-scoring game as well. You know, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe game five Miami would respond and we'd have a little bit of scoring, but they didn't. They've scored 80 points and 82 points the last two games. And uh, the way the Celtics can play defense, I just don't see any reason how Miami, why Miami would all of a sudden come out and score 100 points. I mean, they're good for 90, maybe. Well, let's look optimistically, 90. That means Boston would have to score 110 to uh, to go over. That's a 201, 111, realistically. Uh, are they going to score that many points? I don't think so. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I, I will say the eight and a half is tempting. 
as I was talking about earlier about the whole, you know, holding on to one of those uh, Miami Heat win it all tickets. I mean, they have won, you know, in Boston this series. They, they've just played like crap the last two games. I expect a better effort. You still got Miami plus eight to one to win the uh, the series, and then uh, plus uh, what are they? Plus thirty to one to win the, the whole championship. But I, I guess I would go with the under. I don't like laying eight and a half points. It's a lot of points. I know we've had nothing but double-digit victories, but it's one thing to win by 10 when you're laying three, four, five. It's another thing to win by 10 when you're laying eight and a half, when you're supposed to win by 10. So, no, nah, listen, don't fight it. I, I would go with the under. Uh, that, that, to me, would be the play if I'm, I'm going to play just one. And that's, uh, that is our uh, play for our pyramid plays, under 201 Miami-Boston. Liked it a lot better when it was 204 and a half and 208 and a half and all the other numbers, you know, so we, we jumped on the under a little late with this thing, especially with the adjusted total, but I can't see this thing going over uh, 201. I do like uh, over 10 and a half points, Al Horford. Hockey play, a best one, Colorado in regulation to pick them against St. Louis. Props over two and a half, minus 170, Kale McCarr. Baseball with Verlander on the hill. Astros laying a run and a half against Seattle. And if you're only going to play one, it would be Colorado Pick'em uh, winning in regulation at St. Louis. Opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks? You newbies ask, well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody uh, beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, three and four yesterday, dipping into our uh, little run we've had this week so we are 192 up and 224 down got another seven pack for you here gonna start on the nba miami plus eight and a half at boston i get it he'd have looked like absolute garbage the last two games but keep in mind this is the same team that finished with the best record in the eastern conference and has won at boston's home court already this series once eight and a half points that's a ton of points to give a team facing elimination I don't know if they win necessarily outright, but I do think they'll at least keep it close. Love, 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 love the value getting eight and a half with Miami. Yeah, give me the Celtics playing the eight and a half. Pick number two, hockey, Colorado, minus 175 versus St. Louis. Yep, yeah, Ad screwed up in game five. No two ways about it. Blowing a 3 nothing lead. That won't happen again. Uh, Colorado won both games, three and four, in St. Louis in this series. So, obviously, they can win again. Moment of truth for Colorado is they cannot afford to lose and force a game seven. Love the much, 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 much better team Colorado here. Uh, give me St. Louis plus the 155. Pick number three, baseball. San Francisco laying a run and a half at Cincinnati. Giants coming off a nice uh, two-game uh, beatdown of the Mets. Now, if they can beat New York not once but twice, they certainly should be able to handle the Reds, who have lost 24 of their 30 games, uh, 30 losses by two runs or more. Love the Giants here laying a run and a half. 
Uh, give me Cincinnati plus the run and a half. Pick number four, Red Sox laying a run and a half versus Baltimore. Sox and Orioles begin a monster five-game series at Fenway Park. O's, you know what? Admittedly showing a little bit of more life this year than they did last year at home. Uh, but this game is on the road where they are, you know, the Orioles of last year. Six and 16. Sox, meanwhile, have won six of their last seven home games. And they send their best pitcher, Garrett Whitlock, to the hill tonight. Love, 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 love Boston here laying a run and a half. Eh, give me the Orioles plus the one and a half. Pick number five, Twins laying a run and a half versus Kansas City. You know, KC neck and neck with Detroit for the worst record in the AL Central. They come into this game with 15 wins after somehow or another winning in Minnesota yesterday. That's one more win than Cincinnati for the fewest in baseball. They are putrid on the road, 7-13 and 13 despite last night's win. While the first place Twinkies are 15-10 and 10 at home. Also, 22 of Kansas City's 28 losses have come by two runs or more, so don't fear laying a run and a half. Love Minnesota to get revenge for last night's loss. Now give me Kansas City plus the run and a half. Pick number six, Toronto Pickham versus the LA Angels. Big pitching edge for the Blue Jays here. They send five and one Alec Manoa to the hill. He's picked up this year right where he left off last season when he went nine and two. Kids 14 and three for his career. I will take that any day of the week. A Angels counted with a 22 year old rookie. Nobody loved Toronto here at Pickham. Uh, give me the Angels, Pickham. Pick number seven. Astros laying a run and a half at Seattle. You know, the Astros have an even bigger pitching edge in this game than Toronto has in its contest. That's because 6-1 Justin Verlander faces 1-6 Chris Flexen. Yikes. Verlander working on a 19-inning scoreless streak as well. His ERA is 1.22. Flexen, meanwhile, has been especially bad of late, allowing 14 runs over his last 14 innings pitch, people. Oh, my goodness. You'd have to be the biggest bird brain butthead meathead, fathead, clod, clown, klutz, mental midget, jerk, jackass in the world to put American money on Seattle tonight. Eh, give me Seattle plus the run and a half. Opposite picks, little seven pack for you. Celtics laying eight and a half versus Miami despite the heat facing elimination. Blues plus 155 at home against Colorado. Uh, the Reds plus a run and a half uh, against the San Francisco Giants despite the Reds having the worst record in baseball. Orioles plus a run and a half against the Red Hot Red Sox who won again last night. Kansas City plus a run and a half at Minnesota despite KC uh, being only seven and 13 on the road. Angels pick up against Toronto despite Alec Beno on the hill for the Blue Jays. And uh, pains me to say it, but give me the Seattle Mariners plus the run and a half against the Astros with six and one Justin Verlander on the hill. Opposite picks for a Friday, May 27th. Good luck, folks. All right, we'll post that, all that stuff as we always do with all our other little uh, trinklets here on the website, oppositepicks.com. Speaking of which, uh, we will go back to that and uh, finish out handing out a few more winners for you. Let us see. Let us see. All right, so the pyramid plays, we ran through that real quickly. Under Miami, Boston, over points, Al Hor for 10.5. Avalanche to win a regulation, over 2.5 shots on goal, Kale McCarr. Uh, Astros laid a run and a half. And if you're only going to play one, I really think, and maybe I'm putting 
putting the jinx on myself, but I really think Colorado finishes off St. Louis. I, I don't think they're going to lose two in a row to the, to the Blues. I really don't. So give me a Colorado. Pick them at, to win in regulation. Forget about the overtime. Uh, last night, we won with uh, Golden State. We lost with Lucas points, 34 and a half. He only had uh, 28. What a joke. Uh, we lost with Calgary. Lost with uh, Matt Kachuk shots on goal. Won with the Red Sox. And our play of the day, we hit with Golden State laying to seven. Uh, and we said if you're only going to play one, that would have been the one. Our shots on goal, not bad. Uh, we went four and two. Uh, we hit with uh, McDavid, uh, Goudreau, Lindholm, and Backlund. And, and we lost with uh, Kane and Kachuk. So uh, we added uh, to our little kitty there with the shots on goal. We'll do the same thing uh, tonight. I'll give you some shots on goal. Then I'll post them on the uh, the website's hockey page once FanDuel puts out the, the numbers. Uh, as far as the plays uh, today, all the shots on goal today, <clears throat> Uh, let us see. Let us see. We're going to, you know, normally we just play the usual guys. I'm going to side a little bit more towards uh, Colorado tonight, just because I, I think they will finish off St. Louis. And I think they're going to come out flying. I really do. So we're going to go with McKinnon. He should be four and a half. We're going to go with McCarr. He'll be two and a half heavily juiced, but we're going to go with him. Uh, we're going to go with Cadre, who seems to get up now for these games in St. Louis. He's going to be a two and a half. And uh, we'll go with Miko Ranton and as well. He's going to be two and a half for St. Louis. You know, Ryan O'Reilly's let us down a couple of times, but I, I'm going to go one more time to the well with him. I'm going to drop uh, David Perone. He's hurt us. And we're going to go with uh, Tarasenko, Butnevich, and O'Reilly. So we're going to use seven guys tonight. Why not? There's only one game. McKinnon, Rantanen, Cadre, McCarr, Tarasenko, Butnevich, and uh, O'Reilly for St. Louis. So Good luck, folks, on that one. All right, our open parlays. Actually did a nice job last night. We hit with Golden State. We just played them on the money line, so we picked up only $33. No big deal, but listen, it's better to win 33 than lose 100. So we put $100 at minus 3 to 1 on Golden State. They win. We win $33. So now we got the $33 plus the original bet, which for our purposes, a full unit is 100 bucks. So we got $133. Where are we going to go? We'll put it on the Celtics tonight. Money line. Not 8.5. Money line. Minus 440. I know that's a big number. We're not going to make that much. I get that, but you know what? When you roll it over six times in the end, don't worry about how much it is. So it's $133 that we have uh, at minus 140. If the Celtics win, we win $32. Again, don't worry about it. Uh, we'll just keep on rolling it over six times, and in the end, it'll be about 1000 bucks or so. Might be a little less, but that's okay because we're going to do a second open parlay. So we'll do one that's really conservative, that one, and then this new one, no reason why you can't have two going at the same time. We're three or four. We'll take the Astros. Uh, almost uh, two to one, uh, minus 190 and change. $100 on the Astros to win 52 bucks. With Verlander on a hill, they're, they're not losing. Six and one, 19 straight scoreless innings. If I really wanted to, uh, you know, take a chance, I'd lay the run and a half, and we'd win basically $100 versus 52. But, yeah. You don't want to get greedy with this stuff. Uh, you know, sometimes I do, but I'll, I'll go conservative. We need some winners here. 
And then our underdog open parlay, which we use only a quarter of a play, hence 25 bucks. We did hit with the Blue Jays last night, uh, plus 142 against the Angels. So we won 35 bucks. So now we got 60 to play with, right? 35 that we won plus the 25 that we were willing to bet, 60 bucks. We're going to put that on the Stankies tonight. Stankies are underdogs at Tampa Bay. They got some stiff pitching, but so does Tampa Bay. You want to give me plus 108 on FanDuel? So 60 bucks to win 68 on the Stankies. That is uh, number, team number two in our six-team underdog open parlay. So we got to roll that over a few more times as well. Just getting started for the most part with these. But that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll take that. So 60 bucks to win 68 on the Yankees. And then when we win, make sure you check the website Saturday. Uh, and we will do it for Saturday. We'll, we'll post the updated picks for Saturday and then Sunday and then uh, Monday as well. We won't be here Monday uh, for Memorial Day, unfortunately. Uh, honoring all the great veterans uh, that, that gave their lives for our great country here so uh we're gonna have just a regular programming but it won't be us so it's, so it's not uh, no show on monday we'll be back on on tuesday so make note of that but you can always go to your favorite little podcast site whether it's spotify or apple or all the others you want to listen back on some of the other shows they are all there just uh, look for opposite picks and that's uh, where you find it baseball last night oh by the way we're gonna get into this uh trevor story did it again he hit another home run he now has seven home runs in seven games. I don't generally play this, but let me look it up right now. They do offer guys to hit a home run. Trevor's story, hey, you're getting, you know what? It's, it's more than I thought it would be. I, I thought it would be between 250 and 300 or so, but they're actually giving you Trevor's story a plus 350. I tell you what, that Orioles pitching staff at Fenway Park, this guy's got seven home runs in his last seven games. You want to give me three and a half to one? I mean, I know the odds are not great. He only has eight home runs for the entire season, but man, he has been on a tear for the last week and a half. Uh, I, I would be all over that three and a half Trevor story. I'd play him, a, you know, listen, if he doesn't hit tonight, play it again and then play it again and play it a third time. And then if he hasn't hit a home run over three games, then that means he's, he's out of his home run streak. But uh, plus 350 on Trevor story to hit a home run, especially going up against the Orioles, is actually pretty darn good, to tell you the truth. How about former Chiefs running back LaShawn McCoy? Ripped Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Chefs. And he's the one that obviously everyone's pointing to, like, how come he's not getting a head coaching job? And people want to say it's racist because he's black. Meanwhile, you know, 5,000 other blacks are getting head coaching jobs. And I've been saying all along, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. I said, but there's got to be something else to it. There just has to be. You know, too many other blacks are getting the jobs, and he's not. It can't be the color of his skin. You know, we'd like to use that as an excuse, but I said, there just has to be something else. Well, McCoy on the three letter network, Sirius XM here. Some players, he talks to them like a certain way, McCoy says, and some players will take it. I wouldn't take it. Every year they hype him to get a job, and then when the time comes, nobody hires him because they know what type of coach he really is. He gets in everybody's faces. So, uh, not a fan of Eric Bieniemy. Throw that in with the scathing report on Mark Jackson about how he wants to try and faith heal people. And he had a lot of anti-Semitic uh, you know, jokes and stuff. And, and you find out why these guys aren't getting head coaching jobs. We'll wrap up shop next. Opposite Pick Sportsman Radio. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, we'll leave you with this last little tip here on uh, Sports Grid Radio. If you like Golden State to win it all, and that was our preseason, our, our pre-postseason prediction, uh, Golden State at nine to one. I would bet them now. Now I don't see it on FanDuel right now, but last night they did have it, so maybe they're adjusting the lines. I don't know, but they had the the series MVP bet available. And they had Steph Curry to win the MVP for the finals, not the Western Conference finals, but the NBA, you know, for the final finals at plus 110. So what? Well, the Warriors are minus 160 right now to win it all. And they're assuming the Celtics are going to be there. It'll be even higher if it turns out to be Miami. So what? Well, Steph won the MVP for the Western Conference. He's never won an MVP for a comp for the NBA finals. That's the only thing that's missing from his great resume, right? So he won the Western Conference scoring 15, 20, 21, 31, and 32. Realistically, he had two decent games out of five. So what's the point? The point is, there's no way in the world Golden State wins the NBA Finals and Steph Curry doesn't get the MVP. No way. They, they, they love him. And they know that's the only thing on his resume that's not there. They're going to be talking about that the entire series. If they were willing to give him the Western Conference MVP with those, you know, mediocre numbers, 15, 20, 21, 31, 32, you know they will go out of their way to give him the MVP for the uh, finals as well. And quite frankly, it's not that he doesn't deserve it. There's no one on this Golden State team, I don't think, that's capable, even Clay, of having, you know, four, five, six games of, of decent numbers. You're going to get Wiggins is going to have a good game. You know, Clay's going to have a good game or two. Luna's going to have a good game or two. He's really the only one. So don't lay the buck 60. Take plus 110, Steph Curry, MVP. I guarantee you that'll be a winner if Golden State wins. Enjoy the weekend, folks. We'll talk to you on Tuesday right here on Sports Grid Radio. Be safe. Pro Football Full Circle is coming up next.